Oh, so far away, Lucas. What's going on? Why, why am I alone? Uh, well, you're alone probably because of a pandemic that hit the country a while back, if you didn't know it, Scott. You, you had so many options to answer that question with, like, a brutal dunk. <laughs> I was stood below the basket, and I handed you the ball, which is, like, you know, also covered in, like, bees or something. You could just... <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah. uh, but no, as a proper answer to that question, we're recording this episode 92 of the podcast, and this is not being streamed online, which is a rarity for streams recently, or for podcasts yeah. recently. And, and why is that reason, Lucas? Um, so, you know, we are both participating in a day off Twitch. Uh, it's September the 1st, as of the day of recording. Yeah, and um, as some background to that, I just want to tell people what it is. Um, yeah, so it's basically a way to send a message to Twitch as a platform of um, a lot of streamers uh, basically banding together and saying, please don't stream or even watch streams on September 1st, 2021 in protest of like Twitch not doing anything about all of the, you know, just the hate and the hate raids and stuff like that going on on the platform that they're seemingly doing nothing about. Yeah, and I'm just going to say one thing about this. Um, it was very poorly advertised. Uh, yeah, so I've, I'm I read open an article here, and it looks like just something a few um, streamers themselves have tried to bring up and spread across what platforms they can. Because I have not seen it. It's only because you told me like, prior to recording, like, oh, we should probably take part in this, because it's just like, you know, it's a pretty good cause, and it's a piece of piss for us to do. It's literally just do do less than you'd normally do today. Yeah, it really is. And um, I think it's important to note, like, yes, this is... Um, something that's being organised because like a lot of uh, minorities are being like, hate raided and nothing's being done about it. As I said, but it's very important for you know allyship in, in this kind of time as well. Yeah, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it because just the term slacktivism really like like matched the forefront of my mind when I heard about this and I was talking <laughs> about it with my girlfriend. Yeah, um, who for context is a person of colour and. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the right term? I don't even know if that's the right term anymore. Because I remember Benedict Cumberbatch getting shit for saying that, but um, I hope it's. I I've, hope it's I've not. seen like you know the abbreviation of POCs used a lot, yeah. Okay, and just she's like, yeah, I get it, but what is it actually doing? It's the same as it's same energy as like, oh, don't buy anything off Amazon Day. It's like I've at this point, how the fuck are you going to hurt Amazon as a platform? Or as like a shop. Like there's no well, way you are gonna be able to ever hurt Amazon. And funnily like, enough, you know, these are both Amazon things. Yeah. Um, so that's why that's why I mention it, is like it's, it's because it's just a different arm of this giant monolithic company who uh, has a finger in the pie of almost all aspects of modern day life. You are not going to hurt them doing this, but at the same time, not doing it. There's actually more risk from like a personal standpoint than there is um uh, to the wider than there are the wider implications for something like Twitch. Mm-hmm. Where it's that thing of like, you don't want to be seen as being not doing it. Yeah, for sure. And um, that's the thing is like, because somebody could turn that around on you then of like, it's not you just either, you know, didn't realize um, or that yep. you are actively campaigning against this or whatever. It could just be. I just, I just didn't know. You didn't know. I had to be reminded then, by you, yeah. Well, I only saw this again like two days ago. So yeah, it, I it only reached me recently. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? If, like, if somebody didn't know, are they going to get that turned around on them and going like, oh, you're 
you're hating on this campaign and it's it's a tough line to walk it is and it's one of the ways it's very tiring to mm-hmm. have to do to be constantly constantly just aware and vigilant of this sort of thing so as i mentioned like we've well, not as mentioned, but I, I'd hope anyone who watches, views, listens to, consumes our content anyway would know that like we fully support that message and we like absolutely abhor the idea that these platforms have been used to um, harass people. Yeah, and we, we try our best way. to, uh, you know, quite often point out that message. Yeah, and as someone who has dealt with harassment on a near daily basis for several years, like, and that's the thing as well, the harassment that I have endured is largely, if not entirely, um, a result of my own actions. Whether or not, you know, the response um, is fair, like, for example, when I said, like, fuck Donald Trump, that resulted in, like, you know, a wave of harassment. Mm-hmm. And, and you can, like, you know, argue about whether or not um, uh, like that level of response um, was fair, justified, or even, um, uh, you know, just the correct response from the people doing it. But it is something I did. It is, I, and I, I think that's the difference. Like, I was gonna say, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Like, just that's the it to me. That's the difference. Is like at least you're, you know, picking your fight there. Whereas a lot of these streamers are just out of nowhere, just getting because harassed. they are a marginalized person getting harassed for it. And, and that's why, um, like, my sympathy does go to them mm-hmm. because it's for literally no other reason than being born with the skin that they're in. Yeah, and, and that even, fucking sucks. Even, like, you know, for example, it's not just, um, like, race. It's, you know, things like um, people attacking, you know, um, like, homosexual people and trans people as well. And just, like, the spectrum of anyone that isn't a white man. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's shit. It's all, uh, like, all you need to say really is just, like, it's fucking horrible and don't persecute people because of the way they were born. Yeah, and it's a it's a really thorny issue, but if I can help by sitting there and doing nothing, but it's that thing of by sitting it, this when the solution to a problem is to do nothing, I really don't like that because that feels like just a cop out, as it were. I guess when it's like somebody of like our level on Twitch, yes, but if you can get any of like the top one percent of streamers to start paying attention to this, then it becomes a bit more of like an active thing because you're you know they're taking a day off work and taking a day off of earning money to try and send that message yeah and um you follow this a lot more closely than i have are there any bigger creators who've like done this um i haven't seen like you know a streamer on the level of like a, you know a ninja for example or like an amaranth or anything like that um well, that's the thing is that they, they wouldn't, would they? Like, not even like to say anything about their politics. It's just like they're not even people anymore. They're brands. Mm, yeah. Like when you get to a, there's just think about like when you get to a certain level of success, you cease to be a person because you you don't have. It, like, I'm just gonna like, like someone who's that massive. They do they don't do all their own stuff. I spoke to someone recently while working like as a project that I'm um, uh, hopefully gonna get off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, in a couple of months, and one of the people I was speaking to um, has like a slightly high, a larger following um, online that I do, and he's got like a PA, which oh, means really? that like, anyone anyone interacting with that person has never actually interacted with them. Yeah, yeah. They've only talked to them through their PA, and it's like there's all these layers to even get to these people. Uh, yeah, and that was just someone who's got like a, like you know a couple hundred thousand 
followers. Now imagine you've got millions. That's the thing when you've got millions. Like you, more than likely, apart from the exception to the rule, you're not going to be talking to that person when you interact with them online. Yeah, and stuff like this must be really difficult to get through to them because they're so insulated from the day-to-day goings-on of even the very platform that they've helped define. Mm-hmm. And it's just... That's why I was asking if there's any like bigger ones who've um, done it because it's something we've talked about before of like people whose jo- job or their title is influencer and mm. they can't influence people. Yeah, like the the type of, yeah, as you say, influencer that can't actually... Influence make anyone, anyone do anything because i wasn't influenced to do this by anything i saw it was just you told me and i was like you know what it's really easy for me to do it's just a bad look i don't want the hassle yeah and i i think like i want to do my small part to help with that but and I, I think it's a bad look of like not a bad look i think it's a bad attitude to have of well x big streamer isn't doing it therefore i won't either i yeah. think like you've got to have that mentality of a lot of little actions making one big action of course that's the whole idea of process isn't it yeah and it's why i feel so um uh, conflicted it's why i mentioned it's it's so difficult to just state this constantly just aware of all these things going on and then there's the risk that by not being aware of them just by virtue of just not being all that online mm-hmm. so even though it's part of my job you can confirm as well as I, I rarely follow anything to do with the internet even yeah, in the yeah. realms of like YouTube. And there's times where I've been asked, like, what do you think of this thing happening? I don't know. I'm on the platform. I don't follow any news about it. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm in the middle line of like a bit in tune with some things, especially gaming related. Um, but for the most part, I'm just, you know, on the cusp of a lot of news. Yeah, I mean, that's why I appreciate you being there. <laughs> it's one of those but- things where like I could have inadvertently just piss someone off to like Wednesday's the day I normally stream but oh yeah mm. I'm going to stream tonight so I would like being in that position of sat there it's like why yeah. are you not taking a day off so like, what do you mean take a day off uh, people are taking a day off from Twitch it's like what do you mean I never saw this I don't follow anyone you can go to my Twitter profile right now let me boot it up how many people do I actually follow I follow 23 people <laughs> um, including so let's go through people that I know personally so I know one of them is like so we've got Adam uh, my girlfriend, my friend Sam, uh, Melissa, um, a joke account that posts like book things. So I'm trying to think of like anyone who's actually online that I follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is potentially one who could do that, and that is um, a guy from Cracks that I follow. Oh right, okay. they could they could have potentially tweeted about this. all the rest are people that I know personally, most of whom don't tweet, but I follow them out of a sense of like obligation because I know them. It's much um, the, appreciated, Carl. Thank you. Yeah, the news, some artists that I know, and some like you know some online friends that I have that I don't like get to see often in person. I like to know, like, keep abreast of what they're doing in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. And um, I just did have a quick look of like the hashtag a day off Twitch. And there's okay. Quite, there's quite a few. Um, it's quite a few like people with you know like dozens or hundreds of thousands of followers that aren't streaming. Like IGN have um, put up an article about it. Good for that. Um, See, that's where yeah, it is. Few, that's why a few like. more articles like Engadget and Forbes and stuff. So, like, it, the word is is getting out there. So it's been out. It's just I just felt so like blindsided by it almost. Where you're talking about, oh my god, Cause more from the perspective of I could have inadvertently just given myself a bunch of shit for no reason. Yeah, yeah. 
by inadvertently going online, oh, I'm just going to stream some Hades tonight. And like, why are you doing this? Are you a scab? Do not. And then that's the thing of like, oh, do you not support marginalized groups? Of course I do. I've tried really hard to do that in the past. I just didn't see this hashtag because I'm not too online. Yeah. And um, that's the thing, isn't it? Of like, you would hope that anybody that knows us has, you know, listened to podcasts or watched streams Lucas, or we're, we're on the watched internet. Fat Fiend or, you know, seen community posts that have been made and just realize that is not the kind of person we are. Lucas, we're on the internet. That's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. This whole this whole story is about people going into other people's Twitch streams, spamming a bunch of racist shit and then reporting them and getting them banned from Twitch as a platform when they are offline. And that's the thing is, like, I've seen a lot of news about um, this when I looked into it, of, like, some streamers saying, you know, they streamed for hours and hours, and because of all of the bots they have to deal with and stuff, it was literally, like, I streamed for hours and the entire stream was dealing with hate raids. And it's just hours and hours of getting spammed by bots who find, you know, ways around racial slurs. Because, like, obviously, you and I both have a lot of banned terms. Yeah. On our, um, or like auto mod on Twitch, for example, but these bots have ways using like accents and letters and numbers and stuff and like different yeah. um, languages to get around those blocked words. And do you ever think as well, the people doing this, like not obviously it's not someone posting every individual one of these comments, but someone designed that bot. Yeah, yeah. Someone sat down and put time and effort into designing a bot whose sing- oh, who, that's singular purpose is to be racist. Or, you know, homophobic or transphobic or yeah, all or of them bigoted put together. In general. Just bigoted, yeah. And you think to yourself, what else could they have done with that time? Like, and literally, if that person would have taken that time and just sat on their ass and stared out of the window, they, they would have been a bigger net positive. There would have been a bigger net positive impact on society, culture, and humanity as a whole. And I don't know yeah. how someone can sleep at night knowing that if they literally did nothing, the world would be a better place. Yeah, it's very strange, and I just don't understand that concept of, like, choosing to spread hate. Yeah, you can see people when it's something they do inadvertently, or because they're just, like, misinformed, or just they were raised wrong, or they just they simply do not know. Or sometimes it's because, like, they're having a shit time and they don't mean it, or whatever, yeah. Or- they're lashing out, but like mm-hmm. to the concerted effort here is what baffles me. Yeah. Like if it was just one person going to a Twitch stream to troll somebody, it's like, yeah, okay, they're sad as fuck, but but this is clearly a not insignificant a, amount of people. Yeah, it's an extra step of effort that makes it even more depressing. Yeah, they are campaigning to essentially get. Like, bully anybody that isn't a white, straight male off the platform. It, realistically, it's just anyone. It's anyone that they just don't like for seemingly arbitrary reasons that change on a whim. Which seemingly means that the only safe person is a white, straight male. Or, the thing is, because I'm white, I'm straight, I could have this happen to me because I decided to say this is kind of sad and weird. Which means well, that yeah, sure, because anybody then... who's not white, straight, and a racist. Yeah, because, of course, like, when you're involved in allyship and supporting that side, then people will make you a target as well. And, like, I've seen, um, I think I retweeted it earlier, of, like, if you um, if you are supporting this cause and you are taking a day off Twitch, 
just go to your like Twitch page now and turn sub like subscriber only chat on because while you're offline they can hate raid you and report you then while you have nothing to do with what's going on. Even though Twitch as the platform holder could just look and go, well, you weren't online when this happened. You clearly had no control over it. Like That's something mm-hmm. they can see because they own everything and run it. Yep, totally. And that's part of the point, isn't it? It's like, it's, this is a really abusable system. And something I can speak to from like you know experience in regards to um, uh, hate raids is I've had um, on one or two streams people who do it, not with bots, but on their own. Mm. Like, they just keep making a fresh account and keep jumping in. And I thought for the longest time, man, man, that, how many email addresses does this person have? This is so sad. And I found out that, do you know, to make a new account on Twitch, you don't even need an email address. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, you can have it where, like, people can only chat if they've got a verified email address, I believe, mm-hmm. I think. But people can just hop in and make a fresh account in, like, 30 seconds. Because I just thought, man, this person must be so sad they've made, like, 10 new email addresses. Like, no. Or like use one of those websites that gives you a disposable email address. Uh, you like, can also f- tie as many accounts on Twitch to one email address as you want. Yeah. And it's like, this seems really open to abuse. And it's very clear, evidently is so. Clearly, yeah. And that's like, there's a lot of things that um, Twitch clearly need to look at and change. Like things we've just mentioned here where they keep saying they'll do something, but they're not doing anything other than telling us soon we'll do something. <laughs> We're going to try our best to fix this, which is usually code for we're going to try and ignore it till it goes away. Exactly. Yeah, that's and usually the it, case. If there's one thing I've learned being on the internet this long, it's like if you ignore racists, they don't go away. They fester and make more racists. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just, it's, it's really sad. And it's really, like, upsetting to me that, you know, the, the idea was for us to have fun conversations and, like, every other week... There's another like horrible thing happening in the world that needs to be talked about, and like, not not that I'm saying oh woe is us that we have to talk about it. It's just sad that all this shit happens in the first place. Well, that um, well goes back to what I mentioned earlier. Like, it's exhausting to try and be this aware because we could, if you wanted to, just talk about all the stuff. But mm-hmm. it's because we yeah. feel compelled to mention this. We feel like you know a sense of like, a sense of moral obligation to do it, and that's really tiring. And I do wonder what impact that has on people because there's um, a news story uh, went around a while ago uh, what was that a week two weeks ago um, just mm. it's uh, detailing just nurses doctors and other people involved with the medical profession has been like fuck this and there's a new term being invented just called compassion exhaustion i think it is or empathy exhaustion fucking hell and it's just the doctors and nurses it's like I'm so fucking sick of dealing with people who don't want to get the vaccine. Mm. I don't care anymore. And it's like when doctors, people who took an oath to safeguard human life, are like, fuck this. Like, I'm just fucking done with these people. Yeah, I don't care anymore. And to clarify, that's us paraphrasing them, not saying that we are exhausted mm. with them. But yeah, I can... I. In a horrible macabre way, can like understand why they would reach that point after like this shit. Oh yeah, well it's um, every other day. There's a story about like some nurse or um, uh, medical uh, perfect. Oh, that's it. Compassion fatigue. Ah, okay. Uh, it's just like you just stop caring. 
about mm-hmm. helping people. And it is apparently um, a term that has existed for a long while. Slack like a Wikipedia page on it. as a uh, WebMD page on it. But it's like something they're diagnosing a lot of like, nurses and stuff with. Because like, as a, every other day, there's a story about person who scream, sc- screaming in the faces of nurses of like, give me the fucking vaccine as they're dying on a ventilator. And it's like, I can't. It's too late, You were mate. offered it. It's too late. And then their family yelling at them, like, fix it, do something. It's like, well, we we did try to fix it by giving you a free vaccine available to everybody. Yeah, and the really, really just telling thing is that, um, according to, like, interviews with nurses and stuff who've dealt with these people, is one of the last things they do before they die or slip into a coma or get put on a ventilator and can no longer communicate is beg, beg for the vaccine. Or just say, I regret not getting it. Yeah. Or alternately spit in their face, which is something that happens a lot, apparently. But I have honestly, I think almost daily at this point, seen somebody retweeting an article of, like, anti-vaxxer dies of COVID. Last thing they did was ask for vaccine. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I could, yeah, it's just... Compassion fatigue. And I'm wondering, like, if what you, we're like, experiencing... the public are going to experience it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think... Uh, I'm wondering if, like, what we're experiencing is, like, you know, a, a specific version of that, where it's just really tiring to care about other people this much. And then you think about, like, but is is this how other... Like, you know, the other side of the aisle? Like, the people who just constantly hate? Do mm. they ever get... Is there an alternate to this? Is there, like, rage fatigue... Do you know, like people who are perpetually pissed off online, like they will just spend all like we all seen them, like the people who scream endlessly online. I've never seen one about of those women give up though. Exactly. So is there and is there just there's no upper limit to how pissed off someone can be, but there is a limit to how much you can care. Because I've yeah, never maybe. heard of there being like rage fatigue of you. I've never heard of like, you know, one of those wild like look at I don't know, like speaking of you know the COVID thing, people dying from that, it's like conservative radio talk show hosts are in that seventies. And they've been doing it since the six. Like they've been doing shit like that for literally decades. Just every day on the radio, screaming about minorities, mm. and they're not tired of it. Look at Alex Jones, Donald Trump. But just every day, angry like, at the world. Instead of just being fatigued by it, does it like just? Is it a vicious cycle? They get annoyed about having to talk about it, which then makes them more angry, which then yeah. just fuels the fire. Because that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's the thing, compassion fatigue. Like, it's the thing, it's happening. It's, it's like, you know, it's got a medical fucking definition. I'm looking at it right now, which is, for anyone wondering, compassion fatigue um, is a term. Uh, Where is it? Uh, compassion fatigue is a term that describes the physical, emotional, and psychological impact of helping others, often through experience of stress or trauma. Compassion fatigue is often mistaken for burnout, which is um, itself a cumulative sense of fatigue or dissatisfaction. While burnout is one form of compassion fatigue, the term compassion fatigue encompasses a more specific experience, which may be brought about by a stressful workplace, environment, lack of resources, or excessive hours. Uh, which I think, like, you know, describes like uh, medical workers to a T at the moment. But where's mm. the alternate? Where is being a racist fatigue? I'd love if there was that. There should be, but like, it doesn't seem to be like you know Donald Trump, like what seventies, mm. screamed every day for four years about everyone and everything. Alex Jones goes on a like radio show, a podcast every like what three four times a week, screaming. About the like stuff that literally didn't happen. Yeah, he's getting yeah. angry. He's making himself angry at stuff that literally did not. Stuff he made up in his head. Mm-hmm. 
And then there are people out there who are getting like burnout mentally. Like they're getting mentally devastated by caring. Caring too much. And that is a bizarre thing to say. And I don't think either of us are uh, insinuating that we have stopped giving a crap. Oh, no, no. It's just, I thought it would be an interesting jumping off point because when I was thinking yeah. about it, um, like, because I think this issue, like the whole, like, taking a day off Twitch thing, it perfectly encapsulates the two sides where the people who give a shit are the ones who are tired. The mm. people who are, um, like, you no, know, being violent, bigoted shitheads, they're not only not getting tired, they're getting more efficient. They're now outsourcing their racism to robots so they can be racist by proxy. <laughs> like, so it's like the term losing battle like comes to mind of this where it's like the people who give a shit are just like constantly about it. It's like the racists are getting stronger because they're getting more efficient. And I don't think it would work the other way. Like, I don't think that, you know, you could, uh, like, don't even know what the word would be like but love street love love raid somebody like just send 500 bots over to them to tell them they're awesome because then that would just come across as really disingenuous exactly yeah. it's because caring actually takes effort it takes effort to care mm -hmm. it takes effort it takes it takes like you know a piece of who you are as a human to give someone a pace on a genuine compliment it takes shutting off that part of yourself to just tell someone to go fuck themselves yeah yeah and again, um, it's that yeah. thing of, um, like, generally speaking, you can, you know, see a, a sea of positive comments and then see the one negative, and you'll cling on to the negative. Yeah, well, human beings are naturally inclined to um, uh, dwell on the negative. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're British. The British are a naturally pessimistic people. Unfortunately, yes. Not unfortunately. It's to our credit sometimes. I, I do not like being brought up this way, Carl. I've often said, though, that British apathy is... Um, uh, it's it's not useful, but it is refreshing sometimes. In what sense? I go, uh, well, you know, speaking of Twitch streams um, and creators in general, like there's just something incredibly off-putting and insincere to me about the, hey, guys, welcome to my video. That, to me, is incredibly... Um, uh, unappealing, and I hate it, and it immediately puts me off content. Now, well, that's called that? being a strange person because you don't no, act like that in real life. Nobody does. People do though. Americans do. But like, have you been? I have don't. Been like, you know, an American store. It's like, hi, is anything? But I can again, help you that's like you over the top customer service. That's still being a, a faux version of yourself. Oh, okay, but do you see what I'm getting at though? Like, I can, and I've I've encountered people like that. But I've never encountered those people being like that when they're not on the clock. But they're always like, are you technically always on the clock if you're like, you know, you're in touch with a stranger for the first time? Hmm, I guess. But like, um, I worked with somebody that was very, very over the top and hyper friendly when I was working in a restaurant. And then, you know, as I got to know them over the months or whatever, like seeing them off shift, they were again. More positive than most people, but they they still weren't that, you know, super over-the-top version of themselves. Is it that they calm down, Lucas, or is it that they start to suffer compassion fatigue? <laughs> is it that they just slowly stop giving a shit if you were having a good day? They slowly stopped meaning, I hope you have a nice day, yeah. Exactly. Maybe it was that, Lucas. We don't know. But obviously, everybody's different. I can't speak for everybody, but that's oh, my yeah. experience with it. 
like those kind of people um and admittedly most of them have been british so it might be different in america mm-hmm. but yeah like generally speaking it the the veil tends to come down and the like the energy levels tend to drop a little bit when you're not in those kind of environments but yeah uh, in regards to um, british people like apathy being quite good mm. it's usually somebody has things like politics where british people for the most part do not give a fuck about politics like we don't treat it like the, the tribalism that is rampant in a place like america is not so much the case over here and it's actually seen as being so deviated from the norm people find it off point there is that kind of thing isn't there is like there's the the british mentality of don't be that guy that talks politics yeah whereas in america it's so ingrained just in like, their culture that like around thanksgiving there's always a thing like don't mention politics itself because everybody has a very strong opinion one way or the other mm-hmm. whereas in the uk if you mention something like that, people like i don't give a fuck at all. like what are the football scores from yesterday i don't care if you <laughs> saw the debate in parliament last night and in that regard i think it's quite good because we don't have to deal with that aspect of um, um, politics. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. And um, yeah, I just, I, I guess there can be positives to it, but I also very much dislike a lot of it as well and dislike the attitude of just like, oh, life is shit. Everything's the worst. Like, I, that's, I find that's, those kind of people very tiring. Yeah, that's more just being negative and pessimistic than apathetic. Apathetic means you don't care. Or you don't have an interest in it. Yeah, true. Being true. negative, yeah. I, I, I strive to be positive in my personal life. But I'm, I come across as somewhat negative online, and that's because if I was positive all the time, I can't imagine. I, I, I don't imagine that I'd stay positive very long. If every time I try to put a spin on something, some dickhead online is like, "No, it's shit." So it's <laughs> easy to just be like, close myself off in that specific avenue. Mm, like, no, yeah. I'm just not opening myself up to this. Um, I'm not having a fucking argument because I said I like this thing. It's like, no, I hate it. It's like, well, I don't care. That's when the apathy comes in. It's like, I don't care if you don't like it. I do. Yeah, I suppose because that's my thing of like, I, you know, I'm I'm a little bit different in the sense that I try to be positive even online and try As to I go in. spread positivity. And for the most part, it's going fine because when people have that argument, I tend to just disengage completely. I don't tend to, to like give those people any time because if I did, yeah, I would just I would struggle with it severely. Yes, and Lucas, I just I want to just change tack for a moment now, but like, it's still in the same like wheelhouse of what we're discussing, which is um, how something is viewed and whether the view. I, sorry, it's whether or not something is being viewed as being positive or negative. And there is a post I made I made a special note of on the front page of Reddit. Um, today because I saw it was absolutely abjectly horrified by what I read and was like oh my god this is like one of the scariest things I've ever read glanced up and saw the subreddit it's on it's like made me smile okay because I follow that subreddit and normally it's not too bad yeah so um, this is a post from um, made me smile which is generally just a subreddit for positive things or things that you know would make you smile. Like, oh, here's a happy cat. Or, like, do you like videos of dogs getting adopted? And stuff yeah, like that? and that's the thing is normally it's just things of here's somebody or something doing something nice or heartwarming so that you can yeah. brighten up that doom scroll on Reddit for you. Yeah, and the title is simply Wholesome Bouncer. And Luke, I'd like you to click it and just describe what you see and then read the content of the um, the post. 
Because this terrified me, thinking about the wider implications of what it is. Okay. And before anyone says it's probably fake, but someone still made it, and there's plenty of people in the comments of um, the post defending what is in it, which is what made me really, like, terrified. Like, there are people out there who agree that this is good. Yeah, so that's the thing, is it's not necessarily the the post itself, because a lot of the time, as you say, that the They're posts are just made up by people who are looking for karma and awards and stuff like that on Reddit. It's the responses to it from actual real people. Mm-hmm. Who think this no. is something to make you smile. So I'll go ahead and start reading, I guess. Yeah, so describe what you see first, Lucas. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. So this is a picture of a piece of paper that's clearly on like a bedside table next to mm-hmm. like a lamp. Um, and the piece of paper just has in big text at the top, just says, don't panic. Yep. And, and Lucas, first of all, is there anything that makes you panic more than a piece of paper saying, don't panic? And next to the bed, so the first thing you do after you wake up out of a bed, and this is a bed you don't know where you are, like just to clarify for going forward. Um, yeah, the first thing you do when you don't know where you are is just see a big bowl, don't panic. That is the start of a Saw movie. That is. Also, as well, it's in. I need to clarify. This is in massive bold text. It's in huge block text saying "Don't panic." It's like if anyone wants to see why, why this is such a bad idea, text um, your girlfriend or mum or someone you're close to right now, saying uh, "Don't worry, everything's fine," and turn your phone off, and see what happens when you turn it back on in an hour. Carl, should I do this live? Do not do that live. No, I have tried it once. It did not end well. Because <laughs> that's the thing is, I could tell you right now, that would end poorly as fuck. Yeah, it would. And it's the thing is, though, but the message said, don't worry, everything's fine. If but I, there's no if way I to... sent my mum randomly a message right now... Saying, don't, don't worry, panic. everything's okay. Just big, bold letters, just don't panic. I think the first thing that would happen is I'd get a fucking phone call. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's so unsettling. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. So Okay. From after the big bold title text, um, it says, There's paracetamol in the top drawer and bottled water on the side. The bathroom is straight across from you. And you're like, so is it like okay, is this like Luke. a bed and breakfast that you're not aware you signed up for or some shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, okay, bolded, where am I? You're in the spare room of the bouncer you were talking to last night. You weren't in a state to be left alone wouldn't slash couldn't get in a taxi and none of your friends were answering the phone. And Lucas, already thoughts. I can see where this would be coming from of, oh, isn't that nice? But also, that means this bouncer, instead of like taking this person to the hospital or something, went, no, I'm going to like maybe just pick you up and take you back to my house. Yeah, which is... The same, which is basically, not basically, but this is like how a not insignificant amount of date rapes happen. It is a supposedly trusted male figure taking charge of a woman who is in no fit state um, uh, to go home saying, don't worry, I'll take care of them. And not always women. Like I remember there was like on the news a a couple of years back oh, yeah. of like yeah, that guy who was doing it to other men wasn't that it? guy who then, was like taking other men back to his flat and then date raping them like making them out like oh I'll look after you I'll charge your phone and blah 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 and then next thing they know like they wake up the next day yeah 
Now, it says a lot when I can imagine um, Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia doing something like this. Oh, this is 100% a weird this is part Dennis of Dennis move, yeah. This is the Dennis method right here. And Lucas, continue. Uh, so, where is my question mark? Phone? It was on the bedside. Check under your pillow. Tight-fitting jewellery on the side. Clothing I threw up on. In the washing machine slash tumble dryer, there's some oversized hoodies in the drawer. Yeah, and this is what got me, which means that this person undressed a person who was in such an inebriated state, they can't even remember where they are the next day. Yeah, so again, they didn't, you know, call medical professionals like mm-hmm. they should have done. And then, not only did they take them back to their house or flat or whatever... They strip them down to either their underwear or to completely start while naked. Like, it's not a good, not a good look, without their permission, because drunk course, people yeah. can't give consent. Mm-hmm. Certainly not if... drunk people that aren't in a state to be left alone won't get in a taxi. Yeah, and before if before anyone tries to say anything, drunk people can't give consent. No, not that level of drunk for sure. Yeah, like uh, you know. If you've had a bottle of bottle of beer, I'm not going to say you can't give consent to something then. But yeah, when you're clearly in no state to like barely walk, when you are paralytic, there's no chance. Mm-hmm. And um, then Lucas, continue. And then at the end, it says, "What now?" It says, "Whatever you like. Sneak out without a word." Parentheses. Follow the road downhill to the city centre, or stay in bed. There's clean towels on the banister. Probably food in the fridge. A sticker with the Wi-Fi password on it somewhere in the living room. Netflix on the TV. And the dog loves to be played with. And that's the whole oh, yeah. whole spiel. And just some of the things there are like, um, you can leave without saying a word, which implies that the person wants to be thanked. I mean, then there's like I guess, a dog yeah. in the house. And we don't know what that dog is, but there's plenty of people out there who are allergic to dogs and terrified of them. So this could be a giant big dog that's going to scare this person after death. Um, you're in a place where you don't know. So it's a walk home to the city centre. A city? A city? How far out of the city are you? I imagine not far out because if it says, like, follow the road downhill to the city centre, I presume that means they just, like, I'd hope down the street. But if you're in an area you don't know, would you feel comfortable walking through that area? Yeah, and then... It's, it's also yeah. worth pointing out that this message is printed out which means that this person apparently does this so much they've got a pre-printed letter they had to go home with this drunk like out of their mind person strip them down and then be calm enough to be like you know what i've got this naked person in my spare bed hopefully spare bed anyway and then i'm gonna go to my pc type up this nicely formatted page and leave it on their, their bedside table. Yep, serial killer shit right here. And once again, to clarify, this is probably made up. It really probably like a, is. It's probably to that someone like, thought this would be something to put up to get, as say, a warden karma on Reddit and just print it off and took a picture of it. But the scary part for me is how many people are arguing this isn't weird. Look at this. This is really nice. If someone did this to me, I'd thank them. It's like, if someone did this to me, I'd call the fucking police. If somebody took me back to their flat or home or whatever and then stripped me down, took all my possessions away from me and then just went, well, you can leave if you want to. Or you could stay and just watch Netflix, which is really weird as well. Yeah. 
And like, that's yeah. what got me about it. And the fact that it's in a thing, it's been presented as this is a nice thing. It's like, no, this is fucking terrifying. Also, this is a liability nightmare. Yeah. If like because if this person died, if I you know if someone did this to you and you died, that's like an open shut case for prosecution right there. Again, any bouncer in the right mind would call A police. not kidnap somebody and B yeah, <laughs> would just First of all, they wouldn't kidnap you. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't do it in the first place. Especially yeah, because essentially you are telling them I'm the bouncer, which then not only could you, you know, kill them accidentally or whatever by like not looking after them properly, they could just walk back down to that club and be like, Your bouncer fucking kidnapped me. It's also as well, there's no proof that this person was uh, is a bouncer. No. None at all. Um, this could have been somebody walking past, see the bouncers push this person away, and then go, cool. Which I have seen happen to female friends of mine. I have seen, like, a guy try this tactic mm-hmm. of, like, a friend of mine who's, like, you know, not very um, compass mentis at that moment. I'm like, oh, are you okay? Do you want me to get you a drink of water? Do you want to go home? And we're about to walk up and physically take my friend away from, like, I know them, I'm getting them home. And then I have to have an argument with a fucking bouncer because that guy goes and gets the bouncer. And he's like, oh, he's trying to take that girl. She's too drunk. I'm like, look, I literally know her. I've got a number right here. Here's a mm-hmm. photo of us on a night out last week. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just, oh, God. They, like, I, again... Very, very probably just fake because I, I can't imagine that the first thing somebody would do if this happened to them would be like, I'm going to take a picture of this and put it on Reddit. Yeah. They might put it on Reddit in like the creepy I got kidnapped subreddit. Yeah, or one of the ones of just like fucking help. Just the 911 subreddit. Well, it's like, as I mentioned, it's not the... It, the it's probably fake, but it's just the response of people arguing that if someone did this, this is okay. I don't know what the problem is here, and that terrifies me. Mm. That there are people out there who think doing this is like something that's one wholesome and two something people should celebrate. Yeah, and I just think, look, if you ever find somebody in this kind of state, call the police. Call the amb- get an yeah, ambulance. get an ambulance. Like, seek help from people that are, you know, trained to deal with this shit rather than just kidnapping them, I guess. Yeah. And look, I've, I've been in a situation where um, one of my... one don't want to say friend necessarily, but someone I, I lived by and knew, um, you know, kind of went very weird on a night out and we had to, like, chase them down and call the cops and call an ambulance and stuff. And, yeah, we would be in no state to look after them. Just call call an ambulance and get it sorted. Call a professional, right, yeah. It's uh, just... It's... I, I didn't... I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Cause I thought, when I first read it, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrifying. Mm-hmm. I can see why this is on Reddit. Because I thought it was on one of the subreddits, like Joe Just Neckbeard things. You know, those ones where uh, it's like, look at this... I've got all this creepy shit I got from a man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what? Wholesome? It's being described as wholesome? Is that sarcastic? Or made me smile? Wait, what? There's like 8,000 comments and there's a bunch of people defending it. It's like, oh yeah, this is great. I wish more people would do this. It's like, I wish less people would. I wish no people did this. <laughs> I really hope if I'm ever in that state that somebody doesn't do this to me. Well, the thing is, like, you know, we can talk about that. Like, I have been in a couple of situations where I have been absolutely paralytic and friends have had to do this. Like, not strangers, not a bouncer who took it upon themselves to be like Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. 
and um, uh, like Florence Nightingale wrapped in one. Just friends have taken me home and just chucked me in bed. Yeah. And you wake up in the morning with a thick head and you're like, oh, you already feel like shit so you put your mates out and they're about to like, you know, for the most part, it's always been, it's fine. We get it. We've all been there once or twice. Mm-hmm. It's like, you like get a cup of coffee and we'll have a laugh about it in a bit, but fucking hell. Yeah. That, that's like a new level. I don't think I'd ever go out again. Yeah, that that would be just a life-affirming moment, wouldn't it? Like, I, I am never drinking oof. again. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that I can cut the fuck back when I'm out. I am never, ever drinking again. Mm-hmm. And Lucas, let's see if... Do you happen to have any stories in your head of just weird, creepy men? Or like, is there anything that you've heard in your time being alive of that was put forward as something wholesome or nice that you're like, that is t- real bad. Why are you pre- presenting this as a nice thing? Um, I mean, I, not off the top of my head. The only, you know, I've got plenty of stories where it's just people, like acquaintances and friends thinking that they're being like, a nice guy, but they're actually being really creepy and weird. And you just don't want to call them out. I get it. Okay, fair enough. In well, which case, well, you know, depending on how close I am to them, I'll call them out if it if it's someone I'm close with. But you just don't want to, like, you know, to dredge that up in case anyone gets hurt feelings, which is fair enough. In which case, would you like to go um, in a different direction then? But we're still in the realm of just men taking it upon themselves to be um, especially weird in a situation where being weird wasn't required and them doing nothing would have actually been the better solution. Okay. Okay, well, um, as I often do, Lucas, I like to I like to troll the internet for very, very hot takes. I have I have known you to do this, yes. Yes, on forums. And I found one earlier today that I was just reading through, and I was astounded at just the, 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 level, uh, the level of vitriol and the responses to it. And it was just um, a, a thread um, uh, on Reset Era, which I, I highly recommend people go on just to see some real fucking bad takes. Like just If you want to see what small dick energy looks like, just distilled into its most base crystallized form, you find it right there. <laughs> and it was a thread um, about a guy who went on a date with a girl, yeah. Um, asked if they wanted to split the bill. Okay. After after the date ended, um, the girl just sent him a message of like, "Look, I'm really not interested. I don't want to go another date." Um, he then sent a bunch of messages to her asking, um, "Oh, so where's my money for that bill? Like, you know, for the food we had." Yeah. She ignored those messages, and then he posts on the forum, um, "Oh, it kind of sucks. Went on a date with a girl, got ghosted." And. With my setup to this, it being about about weird men. Do you want to guess what like the majority of responses are to this? Is it some kind of like, oh no, like this is horrible. Make sure you get your money back. Yeah, women are terrible. I bet she was just using you for um, uh, free food. Oh just yeah, every... I know women do this all the time, and they like get one date every single night of the week so that they get a free meal every night. Lucas, that's almost verbatim to some of the responses that are in the Because <laughs> I and know, I've known some of those people that have said shit like that in the past. Yeah. And just this, for context, this thread was like, I think it's still ongoing now at the moment, but it's like nine pages long. <sighs> when I was just like flicking through the replies, like, oh my God, none of these guys get it. And every single time, like someone tried to come in and be like, you know, a bit more pragmatic, a bit diplomatic, or a woman would come in and say, maybe she just got bad vibes from you. Mm-hmm. And you didn't pick up on it, um, as evidenced by the fact you sent them a bunch of messages after the fact saying, where's my money? I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I was in that situation and I felt like 
yeah, I'm not really vibing with this person. Second date isn't going to happen. I would probably just split the bill to keep things civil. There's that thing, though, of, like, but that's what you do. At the exactly, same time, yeah. though, it's a fucking first date. Chalk it up to experience. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I've paid for somebody's, like, normally a drink um, on a first date or a couple of drinks, and then we've not gone on a second date. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's move you Chalk on. it up to experience, don't you? And there's that thing of, are you salty about that? Uh, no, I mean, do you do you like define your entire personality? No, exactly, and that's the thing is, do you like, still it get mad about it years later, and then bitch about it on a forum, and then apply that logic to all women? No, no, of course not. And that's the thing. Then is, you shouldn't make an account on this. Like, don't make an account on this site. Then you yeah, won't fit in. I know, but um, <laughs> it's so baffling. I was just gonna say, like, look, sometimes you might be really into a person, and it does suck, and it does feel bad to get um to get rejected or for somebody to say, like, not a second date and whatnot. But don't then turn it around and be like, what a fucking bitch, like, she never paid for her meal. But that's the thing, like, that's what people are doing there. What's really, really funny about it is that the amount of men, because you know it's men, who are assuming the absolute worst about this woman of, like, oh, she's just using it, you get free money. She was, like, the moment you pay for that meal, you're a fucking idiot, why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Every time someone comes in and goes, well, maybe she just got bad advice from the guy. It's like, don't disparage him like that. Nothing he nothing he wrote in his obviously biased recollection of events that's going to paint him in the best possible light indicated that he was being weird. Whoa, like, Carl, are you suggesting that he would be biased and not post any creepy things that he might have done or said? <laughs> of course. But that's what, like, and I think that more than anything is really? just highlights the inherent bias of men when it comes to something like, like, you know, it affects them. Where the moment it's suggested that maybe the guy did something like this, well, no. That's because I would have Yeah, because I've been in this situation. I know I wasn't a creepy weirdo. It's like, well, maybe you were and just didn't realise it. A lot of the time when people are being creepy assholes, they don't realise they're being creepy assholes. Yeah. It's also as well, maybe. Like, it's the thing, it's like, oh, but she said she was like, you know, she. They, they, he said they were really vibing. They were having, like, you know, a really good time. It's like, well, maybe he thought it was a good time and she didn't like him. Oh, Maybe she was just yeah. being polite. See, that's the thing is, I've known um, plenty of situations where, like, you know, two people I've known have been on a date and one person has come away like, yeah, it was a really good date and the other one has had the complete opposite feeling. Because it's almost like, you know, people are different. Mm-hmm. And some people are less, um, you know, empathetic to others and less able to discern the feelings of other people who they're conversing with, but it was, it's honest to God, mate, reading through it, it's a wonder anyone ever gets a fucking date. And it's it's a wonder you can even get a date with a woman if these are the kind of men that yeah. are polluting, like, the fucking dating pool. I can't imagine dating someone who's, like, that obsessed with a single interaction in a virtually meaningless encounter. Because I, I can't think of an encounter more meaningless than a, fir- a casual first date. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know when we were talking about that wholesome bouncer post being fake? Yes. I wonder how many men don't even get the date, get, like, annoyed that they got rejected on, like, a dating website and then make up this post of, like, well, she took advantage of me and, like, took all my money and whatnot to just vent out. No, oh, yeah, it's as well. I wonder how many men when they have this one interaction and then let it colour their entire opinion of women. Yeah, yeah. 
They'll have an interaction like this of like they'll get ghosted by a girl after thinking it went well and then just make the same, like all women do this. It's like, well, no, just 100% of the women you've talked to have done this. And if 100% of the interactions you've had with women have ended poorly, it, like, there's one thing that there's like one connective thread one between all those things. one common denominator in this <laughs> equation, yeah. And it's you. And it's like, yeah, it's really weird that so many people don't have that self-reflection to notice that or to even try to notice that in the first place. And like, I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about because like, both me and yourself were in relationships, but prior to that, you know, you went on dates, I went on dates. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever been stood up or had a bad date? Uh, I've been ghosted, I've been stood up, I've had bad dates from both my side and their side. Yeah, yeah I'm the same. I've had it happen before, like talking to girls and just like, you know, nothing. Um, do the requisite. It's one text, two texts. Um, uh, you know, I guess I'm going to try like, text someone else now. Yeah, yeah. And I've not let it colour my personality or impact my um, interaction with other women. Because you know what? That's just life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't be friends with everyone. Nope. And, oh, God, I just... It just baffles me. And I... Because the worst part is that I don't understand how, especially men, because it's normally men, as we say. It's, like, it's almost always men, yes. I don't know how they get to this point of, like, the horrible festering attitude. But then again, I've also known people with those attitudes, and it's like, oh, God. I... And it's not fun it, to talk to those people about it. It's not, and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way where they approach situations like you know, or interactions with women with a negative mindset that it's going to end poorly. It ends poorly, and then that reinforces their belief. And it's like, but you're approaching it in a negative way. Mm-hmm. People can, for the most part, pick up on stuff like that. Like, people are more in tune with feelings than, I guess, like these men would, are willing to give them credit for. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's weird to me that um, a lot of the time, like, people I've spoken to, uh, be it online or in person, about these kind of situations is... You know, it's always the classic thing of, oh, but you know, we were chatting and she was laughing at everything I said, so surely that was a really good date. It's like, but a lot of the time there is an inherent, like, especially, you know, when when it's like a male and a female on a date, there is an inherent, like, power difference in that dynamic. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's just kind of a subconscious thing. And a lot of the time the woman on her own will like maybe nervously laugh if it's not going well, just to make sure the situation doesn't get any worse in person. Yeah. And Lucas, I've just checked, and the thread is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. It is 15 pages long. So there's been like another six pages of um, responses since I like looked at this earlier when I was having a coffee mm-hmm. and a scroll. And I just, would you like to hear just like a choice quote that I'm looking at and I'm like, wow, this is a, this is a thing a real man said. Go on. Da, 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 da. Oh, God. Right. You can do your own research, but the quick one that people love throwing around is that girls always go for assholes. But in reality, it's the confidence, self-assuredness of those types of dudes as do that attracts them. If those attraction markers are mostly available in a certain subset of dudes, assholes versus nice guys, they're going to gravitate to one over the other. However, if you know this and choose to work on yourself and reach a state of confidence while still being a good dude, you can also attract girls. These are obviously wildly broad strokes and every person is different. But on average, they prove themselves to be true, from my experience. Hmm. That's like, you know, it's pretty common. And I think it'd be an obvious thing of like, it's not that girls like arseholes. 
it's that they like confident men. And if you think confident men are assholes, that says more about you than them. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes, yes, assholes get dates too. But do you know what? Maybe there's something about them that you're not seeing that the girl likes mm-hmm. because you're just viewing them from a very binary perspective of good or bad. Yep. You're not actually seeing them as a rounded person with, like, you know, a person. But the reason I bring this up is because there's a response to it. And it's a guy just posting, like, the laughing Michael Jordan thing. Oh. Of, like, <laughs> you really think that's the case? It's like, yes, being confident. People re- like confidence. It's not that they like assholes. Yep. And you know what? That's one of those things that we, we talked about it previously on the podcast. Of The moment I, you know, tried to make myself act like a more confident person... A, it helped me become more confident, and B, I then saw like better results in my dating life because of it. Yeah, it, it, it's just amazing that people don't get this. And I said it's ongoing. Like responses as of like a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like oh god, people just the amount of responses that are just like yeah i had this happen to me like from now on i always insist from moment one on a date that girls like we're going to split the check and weirdly enough you know, that person so I know has never I had a second date and it's like you know what i get go like when they and then when they but then when they ghost me i know i've still got my money it's like maybe just be more casual in your approach and see how things go yeah it's like, yeah, dating is, it's, 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 you know, it's, a, it's not a zero-sum game. What really cracked me up about it is, is like one of the responses from the guy who posted this, which I think is the most telling part of it. Mm. Um, when he puts, um, uh, just as one of his responses, uh, yeah, it just really sucks that I put $100 into this date and didn't really get anything out of it. And it's like, if you, like, that's the thing where I look at that and go, how the fuck can anyone read this and put the guy in a positive light when he's saying, I put $100 into it and I got nothing out of it. It's like, you got that person's time. Mm-hmm. You, you're entitled to nothing beyond that. And if they don't want to give you any more of their time, fuck you. Yeah. That's their choice. But like, when they're like, yeah, it just really sucks because I thought we were connecting. And like, I put, I spent all this money on the day and now I'm not getting anything more out of it. It's like, fuck you, dude. What are you on about? It's the it's that one step away from the people. I bought you dinner. You should sleep with me. Exactly, exactly, Carl. Yeah, you knew what I was going to say. Just yeah, and the amount of people who responded. Like, yeah, and then when that got called out, there were other men jumping in to be like, "Well, it's not. It's just. It's she at least owes him an explanation." Like, no, people don't, don't want to talk to him anymore. But no, she owes him the money. It's like they agreed to split the check. It's like, oh, okay, she's a bad person in that regard, but she doesn't owe him a time. No. You can argue that she owes him half of the food, mm-hmm. but you can't argue that she's, like, you know, entitles him to, like, you know, interacting with her if she doesn't want to anymore. Yeah. And it's that old saying, isn't it, of um, like if you borrow 20 quid from someone and then never see that person again, um, and it's probably worth it. I mean, yeah, probably. Like, and that's not, you know, I don't really not, like to associate people with, like, associate with people that wouldn't give me my money back. Yeah. It's like, if you never see them again, like, it's probably, you know, it's probably worth it. And it's, you know, the same is true of the other side. If you lend someone 20 quid and then you never see them again, and they never try to pay it back, you know, it's probably worth it. You pay, you essentially, at that point, you pay 20 quid to get a toxic person out of your life. So <laughs> either way, I don't know why the guy's complaining. Oh, God. And yeah, I just hate that mentality of um as we said especially males that just like well 
this person owes me X amount because I paid for something. It's like, no. Yeah. So they're not outright saying that, but it's implied by the fact that they're pissed off they didn't get any more follow-up response. It's like, well, I bought them dinner and they didn't even give me the courtesy of a response. It's like, oh, maybe that. Maybe that attitude is why they stopped interacting with you. Yeah, exactly. And they never put two or two together, do they? And it's that weird thing, isn't it? Of, um, I don't know, like, especially when I was younger, like, obviously, uh, when I had, like, less money in that, um, the type of person that, like, you know, say you you get asked ask them to borrow a fiver or they pay for <laughs> a drink one time. And the type of person where it's like, they will not leave you alone about it. Yeah, and it's giving the money back. Yeah, give me your give money me back. back. Well, you owe me that five from that one time. It's like, yeah, but I also bought you like five different drinks since then. It's like, yeah, but you you borrowed that five from me. It's like just give them the money back and then just make a mental note to never like borrow anything off them again. So just yeah, leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> and it goes back to that statement of yeah, if you borrow someone twenty quid and you don't see them again, or you lend twenty quid and someone never see them again, it's probably worth it. Yeah, and that's the thing is I. I hate, because, you know, I went through a, a rough period, like, in my early 20s of being unemployed and stuff, and did have to, like, borrow money from people, ask people to get me a drink every now and then, and I mm-hmm. did do my best to, like, try and re- repay those people back, but the people that wouldn't leave me alone went from it, while I was unemployed, like, those are the kind of people where I'm like, I'm just making a man all right, that I don't want to associate with you anymore. Like, go out of your way to pay them back, and then, like, okay. Yeah, now we're, now we're done. We're even. Get out of my life. Like, go away. Please. Because clearly, like, it's, this is the only thing in our relationship that you care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that one of, like, yeah, I get it. It'd, be, it'd suck if you spent a bunch of money on a date and it's like, oh, I thought the date went well. I can see it from that perspective of, like, I thought it went really, really well and it sucks to find out that it didn't. Yeah. And if I was in that situation, I wouldn't, like, be mad at the person. I'd be mad at myself. Like, what did I do wrong? Did I come on too strong? Is there something I said? Like, you know, is there something about myself that put the other person off? And, you know, a lot of the time, um, a follow-up message of just, like, you know, fair enough. If you don't want a second day, that's fine. Like, is there anything I could have improved with? Or is there anything that I I did wrong or anything? Like, But if you don't get a response, end it there. That's why the rule is two texts. It's if you have two texts to a person that go unanswered, the rule of thumb is just don't text them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, take the hint and move on. Because, like, you know, a person can miss a text, a person can be busy. If it's two texts, it's clear what's going on there. And like, obviously, the hint. that we're referring to something where it's, like, the start of a relationship or whatever. Yeah, like, if this is, like, your mum, yeah, maybe, like, you know, a third text or a phone call might be in order. Yeah, like, if it's a close friend or a family member or something... I don't think a two-text rule really applies, but if it's someone like you barely know that you went on one date with or have been yeah, chatting casual too casually online, yeah. And if and it's weird, it's weird in that situation to put that much emphasis on it and to be so distraught and hurt that it went poorly. And it's prop that will you know that response in of itself probably indicates why the interaction went poorly because you're walking into it with so much higher expectations than an average person would expect. Mm-hmm. Like, even if those expectations aren't something weird and creepy, like oh, I'm going to buy you dinner and you're going to sleep with me. Even if it's just like I'm going into this, this is like the love of my life, or this date is going to result in a second date. It's like, well, you re- you're trying to run before you can walk there. Like, mm-hmm. Why don't you just go to the date and like the means like I want to get to know this person. I want to see if I you know we click. See where it goes. Maybe try listening to them a bit. 
just always a nice um a nice little tip for people who don't seem to do well on dates is often that they don't listen a lot yeah i've i've, I've had that so much mm. when talking to friends um uh, about like them going on dates and then i've asked them oh so like you know uh, what did you guys talk about? Oh, it's nothing much. So like, no, come on, you must. There was something you learned about. Like, what did she do for a living? You know what? I never asked. Yeah. And it's, it's you, you. didn't ask them what they do. For, you don't ask them what they do every other day <laughs> of the week when they're not spending time with you. You learn nothing about their personal life. Or like when I've seen, um, uh, I've not seen like talk to friends and stuff like having no tr- like having no luck on Tinder. Mm. So what are you doing? Well, I'm you know I said hi and didn't get a response because pretty girls get people saying hi to them like ten times a day. Yeah, the fuck would they respond to that? Did you like try and open it with a joke? Oh, I tried like doing no, a cheesy chat line that didn't work. So, okay, maybe that's not gonna. There's no catch-all way to attract women. No, that is. Did you look at a profile and ask? Well, that gets really tiring. It gets really tiring to like you know I have to look at the profile. So yeah, because it's tiring because you're putting effort into talking to them. Yeah, like, if you're not that's putting the... any effort in, why do you expect any effort back? Exactly. Yeah, and the amount of times where I've seen it where I just like. Yeah, look at all these girls that I've matched with uh, or guys that I've matched with where, you know, they've opened, hi, it's like, hi. Oh, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm okay. Cool. Now, that's it. That is that Where did you go from, like, yeah, okay, that might work in person when you just go over to somebody and introduce yourself. But, like, online dating is very different. Like, you have to do something to make yourself stand out from, again, yeah, the, like, literally thousands of other people in the local area that you're competing with. Yeah, the thousands of hot singles in your local area. <laughs> and it certainly goes back, actually, to what we talked about right at the very beginning, compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. Giving a fuck fatigue. And, like, you know, something I've experienced when talking, it's mostly guys who have had this conversation. When I'm talking to women, it's always like they're seeing it from the other side. of Like, guys are approaching me, but not putting any effort into the approach. Yeah. But when it's with guys, like, oh, like, you know, I just said hi. So, okay, have you tried going on the profile, looking at the profile, and then talking to them about something that's mentioned in their profile? Like mentioning, like, you know, in a photo that I've done. It's like, is there an animal in the photo, an area that they've been to? Ask them about that. And say, like, oh, yeah. But if you do that for all the different girls that I've matched with, that's really different. So it's almost like it's really difficult to make a connection with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it requires more effort than none at all. And if also, you're not willing to put that effort in, why would they put the effort into responding to you? <laughs> don't make it opener, like... Say, for example, you know, you're you're a woman looking for men and you go on the guy's uh, Tinder profile, say, and see that they're with another female. Don't yes. open with, like, who's that girl you're with? So you it comes that. across as very insecure. I've had it and I've seen, like, a lot of my friends do it to other people. Of like, who's that who you're with? Who's that, like, who's that person you're with? And a lot of the time it was just like, you know, I a was friend. with my sister in that picture. It's like a picture of me and my sister like having our birthdays together. Yeah. I've not experienced that one because uh, one of the rules, another rules that I had is I didn't want to put people that I knew um, in my photos with me because it's, I just felt it was a bit, like you know, weird in that sense. The same, the same way I don't like posting photos of myself and other people that I know on Twitter and stuff so much anymore. It's like, well, a bunch of people might see this and they're not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. In the same way of like, well, I'm the one who's trying to get laid here. Like my mate never signed up to having like this photo of us on a dating app. Yeah, I know, I guess. But at the same time, like it's one of those. Of, sometimes I would have pictures of me with people, the male or female, 
just to, you know, show that I'm a person who goes outside and socializes. And that was one of the things about because I've seen as a bunch of like guides on how to do it. And um, uh, it's like, uh, I think it's have one photo, have a photo of yourself smiling. Mm. And that's one that I couldn't believe needed to be written down. <laughs> like, have a photo of yourself. Like, it's one of those articles where you think, this is all common sense until you realize who it's aimed at. And that is the men who are just sending hi. And like one of the pieces of advice that stuck out to me is have a photo of yourself smiling. And I, when I remember reading the responses to it of like, um, uh, well, I look, my smile's crap. Or I don't like my smile. It's like, but even a bad smile or an awkward smile is more appealing than a guy who looks like he's a serial killer. Yeah, Carl, what you want to do is you want to have one bathroom selfie with a plain expression. No expression mirror. at all. No personality. Uh, just that one picture. You need to have your uh, bio as just "I like to have fun" and then send hi as your opening message for everyone. Alternately, um, if you're a girl, do the same thing, uh, but on your bio, put "I'm looking to the gym to my pan." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the one. Okay, so Lucas, let's talk. It's like, like so you presumably you had Tinder on online profile of some kind. Uh, yeah, I. I online dated for a couple of years yeah okay i did too let's talk about you know we're dunking on other people now so let's dunk on ourselves like how much do you remember of your online profile or your online techniques to approaching ladies um i remember being one of those people where like to start with i only had like a couple of pictures of just me looking a bit boring and yeah some cropped like, photos yeah. that you thought you looked good in and then just opening with like hi thinking well that's how you start a conversation isn't it like you know it's like that's not how you start a conversation on tinder though is it it's then, not what was the photo then that you've made your, like your starting photo do you remember what that was uh, i remember mine it varied to be honest but it was normally like just a picture of me smiling or, like, me smiling with an animal of some kind. Yeah, that was that's what mine was too, where um, a friend of mine had a very, very cute dog and my photo was me posing with his very, very cute dog and my profile, I think my tagline was, um, this is not my dog, but I do know the guy who owns it and you can visit it if you like. <laughs> and that, you know what, because that is better than just hi or a list of my likes and interests. I actually did get a number of people expressing interest in visiting that dog mm-hmm. and got one or two dates out of that. That never really went over. They fizzled. Yeah. Because, you know, people message like, that's a very cute dog. I, like, the other thing, the jokey answer, I didn't message you. I messaged, I didn't message because I like you. I messaged you because I like the look of that dog. Mm-hmm. In that jokey way, and then you have like a jokey conversation about that. And it's like, you know, that's a better icebreaker than not at all, than none. Yeah, and then there are some people who's like, especially women a lot of the time will make their bio like, Here's how you should approach me. Like, tell me a funny joke. And in that situation, you know, open with a decent joke. Yeah. Did you have any? Like, what was your go-to joke? Because I had a couple. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was very bad with the jokes. I never got very many. You're very responses. bad with the jokes. Do you, did you not ever just look up, like, one just good joke to use? Uh, no. No. Oh, okay. I think with mine, I'd always ask. Uh, when it was like, oh, tell me a joke, I'd always ask the girl. Because uh, this is another thing I found. Like, if you ask them... Do you want a cheesy pickup line, or a, a cheesy pickup line, a fact about animals, or a bad joke? Mm. And I'd do that, and it's, you know what, that gives them a choice. And then some people would pick all three, some people would just pick the one, because obviously they, they want to hear. And that's like, a okay, good opening, is, because that's immediately like making them have input into the conversation as well. 
Yeah, it's like you know, it's inviting input into the conversation, you know, and you start something from that. And if the like the chat line was cheesy enough, I'd always try to find like the, the cheesiest ones I could and come up with new ones. And my favourite one um, that I came up with is um, "You are tidier than my mum's front room." Like, I really like that and one. If anyone doesn't know, like tidy is just a compliment of like you look attractive. You are very well put together, sis. So you are tidier than my mum's front room. That's not bad. I re- it's not bad. I really, like, I really like that one because I'd never heard anyone else say it before, and I'm like, yeah. And I did like some girls didn't get it because they were from the south. I'm like, what? I don't get that. It's like, well, should I try another one, or have I ruined my chances? Or Carl, and that's how you, you just do- say, "I oh, know it's all right then," because she's from the south. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh yeah, well that's the thing though. You could get away with that. And that's the thing. It's all about gauging, um, uh, like you know, the personality of the person. Obviously, if that, you know, if that falls flat. And then, like, you know, the, the comeback to it of it failing also falls flat. That's a pretty clear sign. Okay, our personalities are not compatible. Just from this immediate interaction, clearly, we're not compatible. Yeah, because you'll be making dumb jokes like that quite often if, if they're not hitting I the make first time. The time. I've been doing that with my girlfriend so much. Yeah. Because she's from America. Like, she doesn't know, like, a lot of things in the UK. So I keep making up things that are from the UK, but then also slipping in real things so she doesn't know. Like yesterday, um, I told her about Tiddlywinks. And she's like, Is that the one with the the popping the pennies into the little glass? Yeah. Yeah. It's a real thing in the UK, but she didn't know it was real. And she's like, is that real? Of course Tiddlywinks is real. I used to play Tiddlywinks all the time in school. (laughs) What? You play Tiddlywinks in school? How do you play it? Well, you play, like, well, you don't get taught to play Tiddlywinks. Everyone just knows how to play. Is Tiddlywinks real? Of course it is. I especially love the adult version, Toddly Wonks. And she's like, what? <laughs> so I like troll her with that all the time. And Toddly Wonks isn't real for anyone. Tod- but the thing is, she doesn't know that. And then I was telling her about ferret legging. And she's like, what the fuck is ferret legging? Like, ferret leggings where... What is ferret legging? That's a real thing as well. It's where uh, miners would put ferrets down their trousers. And then the goal is to keep the ferret in your trousers um, long enough um, uh, as long as you can before the ferrets um, uh, bite your balls. Oh. And it is uh, one of the stipulations of the game that you're not allowed to wear underwear so the ferrets can move freely from leg to leg. <laughs> and the world record um, was like 40 seconds for about 30 years. Oh, fucking hell. Well, I told my girl, she's like, there's no way that's real. So I Google ferret legging <laughs> and I just read out the Wikipedia page on ferret legging. She's like, there's no way this is fucking real. So then we started watching videos on ferret legging. <laughs> And we found like a video of the world champion ferret legger where he's trying to break the record, but the record's like eight hours or something like yeah. that. So when he got to like the fourth hour, everyone in the crowd left and they started taking the stage down. And you just see this guy just sadly let two ferrets out of his trousers. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is though, like that's what dating me is like. And if my early interactions with my girlfriend now had not had those dumb jokes, mm-hmm. like, you know, like that's the thing, it's, you know, it's part of the experience of like, you no know, dating me. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't understand why men would continue to pursue a relationship with somebody when it's clear from like, you know, those first immediate, it's like, you're just not compatible. And that's okay. Some people just aren't. Because but why would you personally. want to spend your life with somebody that you're not compatible with? It goes both ways. And why would you get angry about it? Yeah. That's what, why would you get angry that the interaction didn't work? It was, oh, she was humorless. She didn't laugh at my jokes. Like, maybe she just doesn't have your sense of humor. Someone out there does. But then, why? yeah, why are you complaining that you are not going to be spending time with somebody that doesn't get your sense of humour? You want to be spending time with somebody that does. And it's 
fair enough if you're annoyed about the time you spent doing it, but that's dating. Mm-hmm. That's making friends. How many people did you, like, you know, met friends who in high school that you still talk to? Um, Only a handful, I guess. I mean... Talk to on a regular basis, probably only a handful, but talk to and occasionally meet up with, like, probably that's still a good few dozen people, to be fair. But there's still probably, like, dozens more so that you knew, like, no, quote-unquote, but you don't really talk to anymore. And are you pissed off at the time you spent, like, you know, working on that relationship with them? Uh, no. No, because, you know, the end result was, like, you know, you made some, a couple of really close friends for me. Mm-hmm. That's just how friendship and relationships work. But the idea that people get really mad about it is, why? Yeah. That's how it works. No one else complains about this. Oh, God. It is really baffling. And, like, yeah, as you say, just generally speaking, in other portions of life, people don't do that. It's not as if you get people post online, like, oh, I'm really fucking upset that I started playing guitar for, like, five hours and it's just not really my thing. Like, no, you just chalk it it up and just move on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, moving back to, you know, our own things, like, is there any other aspects of your profile that you remember, or, like, you know, your approach to getting a date? Um, Is there anything you remember? I mean... Let's let the people listening dunk on us. Again, like, I I don't think I was that great at online dating. I think I was more better at, like, try to set up the date as quickly and not, you know... Not put pressure on them or anything like that. Try to be nice about it, but try to, you know, be very upfront of like, I'm, I'm a lot better at speaking to people in person. Let's meet up for a drink. Yeah, uh, somewhere, somewhere. And if there's a pro tip, if you're going to do that, the, the rule is you do it somewhere public, somewhere casual with no obligation to stay. Yeah. And my so go to coffee or a single Normally, drink. yeah, exactly. Go for like a coffee or a casual pint somewhere or something like that. Go for a casual drink somewhere that's pretty like busy and normal and not and that way as well weird creepy alleyways yeah and that way as well if the person doesn't turn up you just have a coffee and you go out yeah yeah and um but again there are people out there who get really mad about that it's like oh i'd arranged to go on a date and she didn't turn up so it happens and whatever it does it's happened to everyone and if it hasn't happened to them fair play but it happens to nearly everyone yeah it happens to enough people and the majority of them don't bitch about it and they don't treat it like the be-all and end-all or let it colour every interaction they're going to and have. And for with any weird, salty men, I know plenty of women that have been stood up as well. Yeah, happens all the time. Does. The other thing is that they don't complain about it. <laughs> yeah, they don't complain, and, and when they do, they don't complain about it as publicly and loudly as men do. Uh, a couple of people do, but generally it's not as um, often, yeah. Not in as large a numbers then as well. Mm-hmm. And um, That's the one. Yeah, like, that's the thing is, I tried to put up just a basic couple of pictures of like one as say like with by myself making sure that you're looking happy in the pictures again but just i i, I can't get over that being advised with... of smiling your profile photo <laughs> it's it's so obvious yeah just smile show that you have a personality and it's like oh let's try and pick out a couple of pictures of me on my own like one with a pet if it's recent enough that i can find uh, a couple with, like, a couple of friends, but don't make it too big a group, so it's easy to discern which person you are. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I would do my best to just have a conversation and kind of admit to the person, look, I'm not great at this online. Um, would you like to meet up? And not obviously that wouldn't be my opening gambit or anything, but, you know. Well, that's what I mean. You gauge the conversation as, you know, 
um, as and when it happens. And like the other piece of advice, I, I can't believe, again, in one of those articles that I read years ago, mm. just out of like sheer morbid curiosity, was like, oh yeah, um, just try to have a photo of you doing something other than drinking. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, yeah, that, that's obvious. Like, show that, you know, go outside and have a rich... And that can um, literally uh, be, like, a picture of you walking in a park. Yeah, just a walk in the park. Like, and I think mine was normally, like, you know, me doing a stupid pose somewhere in Disneyland. Yeah. Like, because I have show that you have a personality. <laughs> yeah. And I could not believe the amount of profiles uh, I've seen where it's just every photo is them with a pint in their hand in a nightclub. That's blurry. Yeah. And the the, wet, the best one is just when it's like, well, I've got one picture of myself out of five pictures and the rest of me in just big discernible groups of people. Like, I can't, yeah. can't even grasp how many times I've seen photos where it's like, I can't tell which person this is. I did like though uh, when I go on like girls' profiles and they'd have like them in a big group of um, people and then like they'd give I remember one really distinctly it was a girl was like can you spot which one I am and she gave a description of herself mm. and I think every photo as you scroll through the thing zoomed in on her oh okay I remember that being really interesting it was like oh find me yeah. and it gave you a description of what she looked like and it's like I like I thought that was interesting because it made me scroll and it made me it made me giggle and I did see one that went viral not long ago of like. Um... A girl who had made a PowerPoint presentation on what it's like to date her as her pictures. Any, yeah, anything like that is, it, at the very least, it's going to make someone scroll. It's going to make them stop. It's going to make them anything have a look. Out, yeah, yeah, anything that deviates outside. That's why it's like have a personality. Just have a photo of you. You like, and this is the one that I found. Like my photo was me with a dog. Like I said, and I'd switch it around every now and again. Yeah. No, just, you know, that thing of, like, vanity. Mm -hmm. Of, like, well, I don't know if this photo is really working out. I kind of like this one. I'll take a new photo and I like that one. But it was always me um, doing something other than just standing still. I'd always have one of those photos in there. Like, the one... This is the one that sells me and my personality, who I am as a person. I'd always be me just stood still. Carl, are you not going to have just five pictures of you, like, on your own somewhere, picturesque, looking to the left or right? I did have one of those. No, you you can have one. But I know so many people that just have that picture on loop, like for every single photo. Of, Look, I go to interesting places. That that doesn't make you an interesting person. Um, and one that I do like is um, uh, this is one people get pissed off about. It's like the shirtless photo. Okay. And I am never going to hate on someone for doing that. So if you've got the commitment to get a body that looks good when you got your shirt off, fucking show it off. Because you know what? You've earned it. You've earned that. Well, I also have the respect to somebody who isn't in shape who does the shirtless photo. Again, yeah. Show that throws shows confidence. Yeah, and, show, and I like, never... if you can make a joke out of it, it shows a sense of personality. Yeah, but I've never understood the hate of, like, oh, buff guys who just have, like, their abs out. It's like, well, it's something that they're proud of and they've worked hard to do. Like, maybe it's not... It can be... I guess it'd be bad if that's all they talk about. And I've met um uh, and spoke to a few girls and they talk about oh yeah my ex-boyfriend just all he talks about was the gym yeah yeah i imagine that'd be really boring but you know there's some people out there, there's some girls out there who all they talk about is going to the gym so clearly that you know there's someone out there for them yeah and um it's one of those as well of you've got to remember that realistically those photos are there to say i am going to be a person you're physically attracted to if you can put the like odds in your favor of i also have a really good body check it out 
Like as but long as it's uh, dis- as long as it's not a nude photo, fucking go for it. Yeah, but I've never understood people disliking that of like, oh, it comes across so vain. It's like, well, yeah, the, you'd have to be a pretty vain person to get that well in shape. Why? Why would you dislike them for it? It's like if you're not attracted to it, that's fair enough. But and someone also, out there clearly is. And a lot it's of obviously the time, people proud who of. are vain are also people who look after themselves quite well, at least in terms of their looks. Yeah. Now, they might have, like, you know, a dishwater personality, but for some people, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen, like, what, um, what's it called now, Geordie Shaw, <laughs> and shows like that, and those people have got about as much personality as, like, you know, fucking Sponge. Mm-hmm. Well, they're in relationships, because, you know what, they date other people who have the personality of a Sponge. <laughs> Sponges are made for it's... each other, Carl. Yeah, because so- there's always someone out there for you. There is, and it's very silly to me that a lot of people have the attitude of, like, well, nobody's ever going to get with me. It's like, not with that attitude, they're not. Like, Unless there's someone out there who's also like that. Well, but even well, then, they probably wouldn't... They're probably not going to be a dating app. They wouldn't get together because they probably both just negative themselves into a void somewhere. Yeah, and they wouldn't be on a dating app. Mm-hmm. Or they're on a dating app and constantly, every time they get matched with somebody, complain about the fact that they get don't get very far with everybody else. They talk to we've seen that happen it's like that's really this whole self-deprecating my life is so hard thing is not an attractive look yeah it's uh it can be humorous like when you talk to me like how you do i, I imagine you sparingly I, it can be humorous yeah if i was single in 2021 i imagine a lot of my interactions on a dating app would be so what have you been up to <laughs> and it's like don't fucking ask what i've been up to in 2021 or like, i imagine there's a lot of people on tinder right now who've got like profiles that say i'm using an old photo because fuck techie one from 2021 i can imagine there's a lot of that of look this is me before lockdown i promise i'll try and make it back yeah this man you, this is not the man who's turning up to the date but it's the man i hope turns up to our third date yeah or something like that like, you could make a joke out of that and i've just given someone a free fucking profile um uh, tagline right there there we go with that one. And that ca- I came with that on the fly. So what's your excuse? Um, my excuse is that I'm already in a relationship and not that's using the one, a yeah. I am. I am too. It's great, isn't it? And last thing is, I, by no means are Carl and I saying that we're going to fix your dating app experience and whatnot, but at the end of the day, just like stack the cards in your favour a little bit. This is what we can only um, speak from our own experience, can't we? We can, and it's going to be very general advice from two experiences yeah yeah and my experience was like you know i had as many positives as i did negatives but i didn't dwell on the negatives i had way but more I... negative experience than positive but i still tried to just cling to the positive so mm, but i've met people who they only dwell on the negatives and like evidently like we covered just one guy who was just dwelling on the negative and then it brought out it brought out so many other men who were just like they're still holding on to interactions they had literally years ago like, you know what? You might have better success if you just fucking let it go and move on. Like, get your Elsa on. <laughs> and it's the same with everything, isn't it? All the stuff we talked about at the start of this. Mm-hmm. Of, like, men just screaming racist abuse into the void, presumably because they've had, like, one negative experience that they've allowed to colour their entire worldview. Or they've just been told to do it by somebody else. Yeah. That's always the best one, isn't it? Of... Uh, a person who's like smugly asserting like I'm not following current trends because you know the people who are doing all that shit about like um, uh, they're just being bigoted for the sake of it it's like you know what I'm not being influenced Mm. by culture I'm not letting 
um, uh, all this all these politics influence me as I follow the like the commands of a random man on the internet <laughs> because he like because his advice is that I don't have to self respect uh, self introspect yeah and consider that my um, things that I do might hurt people in it, I, um, whether intentional or not mm-hmm. yeah it's just oh man uh, so, so have you seen all those people eating horse paste like that I think that's the ultimate like you know encapsulation of that what you not heard about the horse paste thing no Oh, if you're in America, uh, like the the vaccine and mask wearing stuff, it's all political now. To the point where I think Donald Trump himself went on stage during a rally, because he's still holding rallies like a sad bastard, mm-hmm. and told people to get the vaccine, and his own base booed him. That's how political it's gotten now, oh, where wow. even Donald Trump can't tell people to get the vaccine without getting booed. And um, there is a supposed like cure that the liberal media is not telling people about and i don't know what it's called um, so i'm going to try and see so, uh, uh, uh. Let me have a look uh, yeah it's iver um, mestin um, and this is a chemical compound found in horse dewormer oh and it is um uh, for it is just a chemical that is commonly found in horse dewormer and just Medicine for other barnyard animals, including sheep, which is just so deliciously ironic because yeah. the same people who've been screaming on Twitter and social media for the past year that everyone around them is a sheep for taking the vaccine without doing their own research is willingly ingesting literal sheep medicine. Medicine with a sheep on the bottle in some cases. <laughs> Because a man on the radio told them to. But Carl, no, were the sheep for getting the vaccine? That's why it's so... And, not, and for the curious, if, if people like you know, Lucas, who may be wondering, yes, it's very dangerous because this is medicine designed for horses. But Carl, it's medicine. And horses, they weigh more than people. And some of, the, some of the people taking it are taking like teaspoons full when the bottle says, use one to two drops for a horse. But Carl, it's medicine that fixes things. There are also people injecting it into themselves and being sent to the ICU. Fucking of course. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It was all that thing of like, when they had to come out and say like injecting bleach isn't going to cure you from COVID and shit like this. Like That used to be a joke, didn't it? Of like injecting bleach. Because it's the most dangerous thing you can possibly think of of like injecting this thing that scrub stains off a toilet into your like veins just get it right in there and people were doing it and it's just so again deliciously ironic that the same kind of weird boomers who made fun of teenagers eating tide pods are just wolfing down horse medicine (laughs) and he's got like a horse on the bottle that's why it's so funny Carl, like, did so, because like, ever tell them to not believe everything they read on the internet? That's the question. Like Luke's, like Luke's, I'm gonna just send you a picture right now, just on um, Discord. Like this is a box of the medicine. Would you just think to take this? Look at it. He's <laughs> <laughs> just got a horse on it. A big fucking picture of a horse that says "Keep out of reach of children for oral use in horses only." <laughs> it's like only use it on horses. Oh, but yeah, let's fucking inject that into us, Carl. People are injecting it into their veins, despite the fact it says on the box, only use orally and only use it if you are a horse. 
Uh, if anyone wondering what it's for as well, it's deworming medicine. Yeah, for it, a horse, which has a says, dramatically different digestive system to um, a human being. It says so on the, like, pa- the, the pack, removes worms and bots with a single dose. So that shit's strong enough to get rid of horse worms in a single dose, and people are like... Yeah. Keep, yeah. And keep in mind as well like, how big a horse is and how big its digestive tract is. Mm-hmm. One drop is enough to completely remove all of its like worms. And people are taking like, a spoonful of this a week as a COVID prevention cure, and they are going to the hospital with well, it. Well, Carl, they won't have any horse worms. That's the good news. They're not going to have worms. Like, it's like, here's another one. Like, the med- like, it's just, it's, you couldn't make this up. And if you did, like, if you, like, that's the thing. We talked a lot about if you made some, some of the stuff that's happened in the last year up. Mm. People would say you were being too um, on the nose. If I wrote a story <laughs> where the people have been screaming, calling people sheeps because they're listening to the advice of the government and doctors were being convinced by, like, right-wing shitheads to eat literal sheep medicine. <laughs> so this oh. one comes with its own handy applicator look. It does, yeah. It's, it's got its own handy applicator. It's got a short sure grip syringe with it so you can inject your veins safely, Carl. It's apple flavour too. Yeah, the one thing you'll notice is that people have it on, like, crackers and stuff. Oh, no. Like, the thing about it is, well, you'll notice it says 1.87%. Because that means it's like, you know, the medicine, it's a very, very diluted form of the medicine. Mm. People are trying to track down and eat, like, the full version. Because like, well, if this version gets rid of COVID, the stronger <laughs> version must, like, work better. You know what, Carl? You know when we were talking about, like, um, running out of compassion for people? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, they want to track down just pure poison and ingest it. Imagine being a doctor and having, to, like, someone comes in, it's like, I'm complaining of, like, gastrointestinal distress. And they act like, oh, I just ate a bunch of horse paste. Why? Because I saw on Facebook that it cures COVID. It's like, I'm a doctor in a, I'm in a medical smock. I'm wearing a coat. I've got a degree on the wall. I told you not to do it, and you listen to fucking Karen on Facebook. What the fuck? But Carl, the best part is when they come in the next week, like, I did it again. <laughs> Still didn't That's work. D- apple, it's apple flavour. You know what? Maybe third time lucky I'll see next week. Just people just eating it. Just eating it. Just horse medicine doesn't cure COVID. Who would have thought? It's great because I just actual farmers are getting pissed off. I can't treat my fucking horses (laughs) because they're doing it. It's like please stop doing this. They're like putting up notices like saying these are for animal use only, and weird right wing people are tearing it down. Oh. It's like there's they because they, like anything that goes like is that weird thing of like once you get to a certain point of delusion, everything that contradicts you only makes your resolve stronger. At that point, you you have to just stop arguing with those people because the, you can't, they can't argue be reasoned with, with. No, they can't because anything you say is only going to convince them more fiercely, and that they are correct. Sorry, I hit my mic. And they're legitimately going to like vets and stuff and like demanding to do it and there are doctors like more unscrupulous ones who are like giving people like um uh, what's the word now prescriptions for it if you pay them a couple hundred dollars it's like if you just give me a couple hundred dollars i'll give you a prescription for it so you can go get some from your pharmacy because pharmacy refusing to sell it so people who can't prove that they own a horse imagine as well turning up to i can't remember what like a, a horse doctor's called but like the, the horse vet a vet um I think there is a specific word. Um, 
There probably is, yeah. But yeah, imagine turning up and being like, look, um, I could really do with some like, horse dewormer. Like, right, right, okay, have you got, you got a horse then, yeah? No. No, I just need to eat it. It's like, what? No, 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 no. I'm back. What do you think? It's, it's going to cure COVID? Do you have COVID? A little bit, yeah. Get out of my office. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like, do you have COVID? Yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah. Is that what I... I've had it for a week <laughs> now, and uh, the symptoms aren't going away, so I thought I'd eat some poison to go with it. Uh, I've got another one for you here, Lucas. Look, just... Okay, look at it. It's got just... two horses on it. Why are people ingesting things that have horses on them? He's got two horses on it. <laughs> every two. single that... one has a symbol or a picture of a horse, and people are like, yeah. Is it because a horse is just such a funny animal? <laughs> because it's like, it's so obviously not a human. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, like, with a, sh- a sheep, you can maybe, maybe understand, because, like, they experiment on sheeps. They experiment on, like, no mice. I was going to say, like, like, yeah, if it's like, No oh, one does on fucking... Mice, like, the, yeah, they have a... Similar, oh, what if, oh, this is like things that they use to treat apes and chimps. Yeah, like, but no, it's a fucking horse. <laughs> it could not be further removed from what a human being is. That like, digestive tract is like 400% larger than a human's. You know what, though, Carl? I've heard that like alligator medicine does the trick just fine. No, just eat the alligator. <laughs> just go in there and just drink the alligator piss. Just get it sprayed right into your fucking mouth. Works a treat, you, you know. know. It does. I've That's seen on like, could... TikTok that it, it works fine. Like, can, you, can you imagine like, how fucking demoralising it is for a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm reminded of just that joke. It's a really old one now. Of, uh, you know, a lot of these people are getting sick. Some of them are dying. Mm-hmm. And if they're not dying of like just ingesting horse medicine, they're probably going to die of COVID if they get it because they're fucking morons. And there's a great joke about a man in a flood. And there's a man in a flood. And he just crawls to his roof of his house and he looks around and he doesn't see any sign of rescue coming. So he just sits there. And after a day or so, his neighbour comes past on a boat. So I've got a boat. I can take it to safety. And the man looks at the boat, says, you know what? No, God's going to save me. God has a plan. So, okay. A couple of days after that, the Coast Guard comes past. Um, we can rescue you. We can take it to safety. Nope. God's got a plan. A few days after that, helicopter turns up. You know, it's National Guard. It's like, you're really in trouble there. And we've got food, we've got water, we can take someone safe. It's like, nope, God's got a plan. Day after that, the man dies, gets to heaven, sees God at the, you know, the base of the pearly gates and asks him, God, why didn't you save me? It's like, well, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. What more could I have done? <laughs> yeah. It's like, these people are going to get you know, to whatever afterlife they choose to believe in and ask their creator, why didn't you save me? Why didn't you send something? I sent you a fucking vaccine and it was free. Yeah. <laughs> it was free. We gave it. You could get it in a grocery store. You bought horse medicine instead. You spent money to get something that doesn't work. Uh, something that would actively harm you rather than something proven to like stop or help stop the disease. Yeah, it's like you are 99.9% less likely to have any serious symptoms if you get the disease currently ravaging the place. It's like we've seen, there are people paying for fake COVID vaccination cards. They're paying hundreds of dollars to get a fake vaccination card so they don't have to get a free vaccination when they'll be given the card for free. Yeah, but Carl, to be fair, my arm did hurt a little bit the day after. (laughs) 
Like, one of the stories going around at the moment is the woman who got one and very clearly wrote on it herself misspelled Moderna. <laughs> she misspelled the name of the vaccine and went to Hawaii, got caught using the fake card, and when she was pressed on, uh, this is fake, you clearly wrote this yourself. Like, no, I didn't. So well, the handwriting is the same on this as it is on your check-in thing. Also, you spelt Moderna wrong. It's like, no, I didn't. It's like, why would you say that? Yeah. At that point, you're in too deep, Carl. You just have to commit to the lie. <laughs> it's like paying money to go get around something they're giving away in grocery stores. Oh, God. Oh. I'm just well, some of the article headlines. It's like, do not take this. And that's the thing of like, all it's going to do is encourage people more because when you've got literally the entirety of news media saying this is a bad idea... All it's gonna it's gonna strengthen the resolve of morons even harder. It's like, well, if everyone in the world's telling me not to do it, clearly they know I know something they don't. Because mm-hmm. that's the problem with this stuff. It's where like it works because like conspiracy conspiracy theories like this work because the person being impacted with them gets off on the idea that they're smarter than everybody else. That there's something they know other people don't. Mm-hmm. And the more you oppose them, the more that like you know they get that high. And it's weird, isn't it? It's like it's something I literally cannot comprehend because I've not been in that mental state. But yeah, it's just as you say, it like strengthens the resolve when you tell them that they're wrong in any way. And there's an old study about that being done where it's um, uh, people with strongly held beliefs. If you give introduce information that directly contradicts them, however accurate or well researched, it, all it does is make them more likely to fall back on their and beliefs, and they'll even come up with um, justifications on the fly that make no sense. I saw one not long ago. I might have mentioned it on the podcast. of like A man, I think it was in America, who went on TV to show off his device that would prove the Earth is flat, that then proved his theory wrong. And he said, like, he backed out on himself and went, yeah, this, this thing would never prove whether the Earth is flat or not. So, and that was the whole... But you're the like, one who came up on stage saying that this would prove it. And the moment it doesn't work, it's like, no, 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 no way. It is literally Orwellian, because in 1984, which a lot of people quote, but haven't actually read, there is like an idea introduced known as doublethink. And that is just basic, the basic summary is, it is introducing contradictory ideas, sometimes midway through a sentence, that people are so just predisposed to believe that they will not even question it. And the example, not the example, like the thing that happens in the book that showcases like how dangerous it is, is midway through a speech um, decrying the enemies of the state. Uh, the people making the speech change the name of who they hate and who their new target is. Midway through a conversation, and the entire crowd just immediately starts cheering uh, okay. and celebrating it's like, I think I think it's like they're talking about, oh, we're currently at war with this country, and they change it midway through. It's been like a couple of years now since I read 1984. But they say we're at war with this country, and we don't like them. And then they get news from higher up that actually, no, we're at war with these ones. And we don't like them. And, that, and everybody they, immediately goes, okay, cool. Yeah, they all jump shit, and they all agree with it instantly. And you can see that happening with this, um, uh, with these stories like these. Man, I do really need to re- reread 1984, because I read it as part of, like, English literature in, like, sixth form. Yeah. So I was, like, it was good, like, Same dozen years ago or something. I'm only half remembering it, and um, it's one of those things where it's not even difficult to read. 
No, it's a couple hundred pages, I think, if I remember correctly. It's like Animal Farm. It's like barely a hundred pages. It's essentially a children's book. Well, yeah, I got, I got like, in terms of its length it and difficulty to comprehend. Thirteen, fourteen, yeah. And people still misunderstand Animal Farm. Oh, it's great. So, speaking of which, um, there was one last thing to end on, like the idea of like um, uh, people just being able to convince themselves of how correct they are, regardless of um, the information mm. um, that contradicts it. Um, there was a guy who went to an anti-mask Trump rally or something like that, and he was talking to people there, and he co- he convinced them to start to- like um, espousing the benefits of communism. Oh, okay. Um, by just wording it in such a way where they'd agree with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I th- he actually got to the point because he's talking. Like, oh, so uh, would you agree that it is the government's responsibility to care for its people? I was like, yeah, of course I agree with it. Yeah, it's go- government needs to look after us. Like, it's f- I mean, look after its people before all else. It's like, and would you say you know a, a revolution is required to you know to make this happen? It's like, yes, I would. And are you saying that you know for this revolution to stick, it's important for us to like, you know control um, the way in which the government makes money. It's like, yeah, of course, yeah. So would you agree that we need to seize the means of production? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And it's like, you were literally saying that communism works. Yeah. Is, but if you told them that's what communism is, like, no, it isn't. It's like that one, isn't it? Um, I can't even remember whether this was like a joke to begin with or whether this was a genuine thing of like, oh, well, what we need is like a big... Go fund me. Go fund me. Everybody I knew exactly what you were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what we need, like, this, that was a legitimate, it was a real tweet. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Luke's talking about it. It was um, some stupid fucking moron in response to, like, you know, the government, like, basically just slashing healthcare in America again. It's like, I don't see why we need the government to look after us. Why don't we all just pay into a giant go fund me? <laughs> and then when people get ill, they just take money from it. It's like, that's what fucking healthcare is, you moron. <laughs> But that's the thing. If you explain, it's do you know that? Have you seen Parks and Rec? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you know that bit in Parks and Rec where they're trying to figure out how to put fluoride in water? Oh yeah. And because fluoride is a scary sounding word, all the people of a town are convinced that they hate fluoride because someone tells them that it's a chemical that's bad. But then when they take it and call it like they're putting sparkles in the water or whatever it is. Yeah, they just rebrand it and just present it as something else, and then people flip on it instantly, mm-hmm. knowing what it is. Like, even though it's the exact same idea that they like booed just days earlier, yeah. it's that. Yeah, and that's a fucking parody of reality, and it's like ac- more accurate than almost anything I've, I can like you know think of in my head to cite as an example. And that's the thing, isn't it? Is like, when does parody become reality, Carl? It's like it's happened. Like Jordan Klepper does it all the time. Like he's amazing for it. Like the way he's able to lead people in interviews. Like he's the guy for the Daily Show, I think it is, who goes to like Trump rallies and stuff and just asks people questions right. and gets them to just shit the pants, shit their pants in front of him. Like he's the, like for the famous one. He's where he's talking to a guy. He's like, oh, so do you um, uh, agree? Uh, like, you know, life is precious. Like absolutely, yes. It's like, so, so all life is precious. Like do you, do you disagree? With abortions, like, absolutely, 100%, every life is precious. And then Jordan just asks him, so why are you not wearing a mask? And the guy responds, without a shred of self-awareness, it's a personal choice. Oh. Oh. And there's no self The guy just doesn't even think. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, double think. He is able 
to espouse two completely contradictory ideas simultaneously and believe both as if they are gospel. Yeah. And when someone is like you know points those um, illogical like those illogical those inconsistencies out to him, he will immediately turn hostile and say no, they're not. Yeah. You can't make it up. You really can't. And if you did, people like someone tried and then it became reality. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Oh dear. It's amazing. And that's 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 so incredible. I don't know whether it's incredible, Carl, but it's interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> it's it's incredible because fucking hell. You wouldn't expect it. Like if you would have gone back and told me five years ago, there'd be people injecting bleach and eating horse medicine instead of taking a vaccine. Yeah. I wouldn't have believed it. But Carl, like, let's fuck off all of the previous evidence that vaccines work in almost every single situation there's like that one time like an improper vaccine happened and that's like the only ammunition that people have to argue with online yeah there's like literally one example of a vaccine um rollout going wrong and it's because there was a problem with the distribution or something like that i don't know the exact i can't remember the exact details yeah but one out of every single vaccine that has ever been like produced and distributed had a problem that's the one that got me. See, it happened to me in real life. I went to visit my mum, and her next-door neighbour was just ranting because she was pissed and having a rant mm. of like, oh, I just think they rolled it out way too quickly. And I just, because I was so sick of hearing that, without thinking, just blurted out. Like, it's almost like the entirety of the planet put all of its resources into developing it. Mm-hmm. And she just looked at me and went, are you making fun of me? And I, just, I just didn't even respond. I couldn't be asked. Yeah. Because they were clearly looking for a fight. It's like, how are you this fucking stupid? How did we develop it so fast? It's almost like all of the Earth's resources were put into developing this. And I'm not an expert, but I believe, like, a lot of the the reasons why vaccines take so long to develop is basically just... It's research. Funding. Well, it's funding, but also, like, red tape that they have to get through. Yeah, which is really easy to get through when all of the world wants you to do it. And it's, and it's even easier when you want to do it before another country does it. It's like when we went to the moon. Yeah. Like people said going to the moon was impossible until there was a competition to see if we get there first, and then they figured it out in five years. <laughs> now think about that. Like they went like within the space of a single human lifespan, we went from like powered flight, mm. that, and they got a plane to move twenty feet across the ground to landing on the moon. Yep. Purely as a flex. Like America did it as a flex on Russia. And that's probably the same reason why the vaccine got developed so fast. Because they wanted to flex on Russia, like, we're going to develop one first. And probably a lot of companies wanted to be the first one to make it so that they could, like, patent it and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, make money. Make money. Make money and a statement. Like, are there really many, um, many more reasons in life to just do something? Stunt on the competition. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that one. Like, oh, it got developed really quick. It's almost like everyone on planet Earth is like, do this. Please, please get it done right now. And instead of seeing it as like, you know, something quite uplifting, go back to like, you know, the final thing, uplifting, wholesome news that when humanity puts its mind to something, we can solve an issue very quickly and roll it out with a commendable degree of efficiency with, you know, some notable exceptions. Mm -hmm. People see that and it's not, wow, so if humanity agrees on something, we can fix a literal global issue and fix it 
within the space of a couple of years. Not, and they don't think what would happen if we put this slight, you know, the same level of effort and concern towards global warming, towards hunger, poverty. Well, I mean, just like, think you know, about an, another disease. This lockdown. It's like no. Yeah. Think about how many um, like businesses and companies and stuff said like, you know, going paperless was impossible, working from home was impossible, doing all of these yeah. different things were just like they were just too much to ever handle. And then when lockdown happened and they stopped making money, they managed it in a month. Yeah. And instead of seeing that as a positive and like, you know, a reason to push for more, as some people are doing, like, you know, like, you know, um, the fight for, you know, an increase in worker rights and minimum wage mm-hmm. and, you know, the the big push, like, you know, start taking climate change seriously. Some people see it and go, I don't believe it. Yeah. Because they're too negative. And that's where the problem with pessimism comes in, Lucas. Like, bring it full circle. <laughs> they're too pessimistic to think that humanity can do better. And that's really depressing. It is, yeah. Really is. Like they are, their worldview is fundamentally so negative, they don't think that we can do better. And maybe it's just because, like, you know, they've already set themselves up for failure. They don't want to do better, therefore nobody else can. Yeah. You know what? They, they suck on a first date. There we go. Bring it all in. <laughs> Bring it all into one. Lucas, what you got to promote? Uh, what have I got to promote? Well, um, I mean, I'll just say, like, I do my YouTube and Twitch stuff. Again, no Twitch today, but normally I do Twitch this stream. Is going up. And it's over at Legend yeah. of Kanto. And um, Hell yeah. every Thursday I'm playing through Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door. Uh, I fuck yeah. And I'm just like going through that. And then I'm obviously doing like our other streams together and stuff like that as usual. Uh, yep. Yeah. And then I believe next week, so probably three or four days after this podcast goes live on Spotify, are you still making the trip down to Sheffield to visit more? Uh, yeah, I should be, yeah. So we should be, will that be a Monday, I think you said? Uh, I think probably Monday, yeah. Potentially Monday, yeah. So Monday will potentially be a big stream, which will be uh, a stream that's announced on the main Fact Fiend channel, uh, which generally just like, you know, drives a couple hundred people towards the channel and it'd be, you know, a couple of drinks, good laugh, playing some Smash Bros. Hell yeah. And, like, you know, we ordinarily do, like, um, an hour or so of Q&A on those days. Because, you know what, if there's a couple hundred people there, it makes sense to, you know, take advantage of that situation. It does, yeah. And, that, you know, get that sweet, sweet interaction that um, the internet demands that we um, uh, um, foster with our audience. And then, I guess, to wrap things up like we always do, is just forgetting until this point to mention. <laughs> we do Q&A. We do Q&A. We'll do that on Monday. We'll record that on Monday. Yeah, we can do that. That's true. We can do that when you're over here. We'll record one of them uh, at some point. So no send any questions you've got in, like you know, before Monday for the next episode, or just in general, because we'll keep doing them when we've got enough questions. Uh, send questions along to Carl's Corner QA at gmail.com. The email will be in the description of the podcast, as will links to social medias and things of that nature. But yeah, will. don't eat horse medicine unless you're a horse. Well, there's the title. A Carl, sentence I, I, I don't eat fucking <laughs> So stupid. <sighs> Horses, man. Horses think humanity can do better.